This week on Reliving, this week on Reliving the Extreme, we are discussing the episode of ECW from January the 9th, 1995. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you along with my brother Aaron. Hello, everybody. And Mr. Chad Austin, all the way from Maryland. All the way. Well, if you're in Maryland, if you're in Maryland listening to this, he's not from all the way in Maryland. He's from there in Maryland. But it's it's still all the way. I I live in all the way in Maryland. Well, at least you don't live in bumfucked Ohio. How's that? No. Uh, are your sister's dad's Wyoming? <laughs> well, the episode no, no. Was, Dude, the, I live all the way in Maryland. The, the episode show, of BC... Go ahead, Aaron. Nope. I was going to say, this episode should be entitled Pretend That Last Show Didn't Happen. Yes. Well, yes, because we are watching... We are watching all ma- they're all matches we have not seen on TV yet, but they're all matches that actually took place before the event that we reviewed last week. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, what can you say? <laughs> it's, it's a recap of a recap of a show that was recapped <laughs> four weeks ago. It's yeah. Yeah, all, the, all the matches on this show are from the New York show in Queens that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. And then, of course, we re- we reviewed House Party last week, and this stuff happened the week before House Party. But there is still some interesting stuff on the show. I don't know that it's going to take us too long to review it. But regardless, there is some some interesting stuff on this week's show. Still going to be the longest hour you guys ever had, man. Come on, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. It'll be the most entertaining hour of your week, we promise. I mean, fucking Archie's over there fucking... Bitching because we we're not, we can't go two hours. So why can't you guys get to Cornette's to Cornette's length? Fuck, pack a lunch. Well, I mean, none of us have that amount of time to, to go on, on the microphone and spew that. Like, I love Cornette. Right, there's who has enough time to listen? All that nonsense. <laughs> Also, like, I don't, I don't, I don't have time in my life to review. I, I, well, I don't even know if it's I don't have time in my life. I don't have the patience to review all the to watch all the modern wrestling that he watches and reviews. There's no way. I don't. I don't have the mentality of watching something I hate. Not like, even I don't like. Like I'm just not. If I don't like it, I mean, I'm just not going to watch it. I know why Cornette does it. Cornette does it because well, it makes him money. Oh, yeah, watch that But I don't know why all the neckbeards on the internet do it. Like, what these guys that hate either AEW or WWE, either way, how do you even know what's going on if you hate it? Why are you spending your time watching shit that you don't like? Yeah, you know what? I really don't have an answer for that, dude. I, I wish, I wish there was an answer for that. But it's it's um like it's because me, they don't they don't have, they don't have jobs and they have, probably have curfews. Well, hang on, I I, I was talking. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you your I'll give you your minute, minute Aaron. Um, but for me, um, I've never missed an episode of Monday Night Raw since '93. When even then, when I went down the senior week or went on vacation, I would always find some way to you know. To see Monday Night Raw, so I probably missed about five in the last in the last thirty years, and the one that that sticks in my mind is the one where Crush slammed Yokozuna was probably 
was was one of the biggest ones that I've missed. Go ahead, Aaron. Now you can talk. Well, I just think that, like I said, the neckbeards, they just, they're in their fucking basement or their goddamn trailer and they don't have anything else to do. So they just have to fucking bitch about shit they don't like. And it's like, just fucking go out and try to like talk to a person and fucking live your life. Don't just fucking sit in a goddamn basement and fucking bitch about shit you don't like. It's like, just enjoy wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Watch what you like. Enjoy it. Watch what you like. Avoid what you don't. And fuck. Like like Chad said, fucking enjoy it. God, why? I I don't get it, man. Like nobody, nobody who watches wrestling on on a regular basis is gonna not look at it. You know, nobody. There's no doubt in my mind that nobody who watches uh, regular programming on a regular basis is going to be like, "Oh well." TNA sucked tonight. You're still watching it. <laughs> you know? Like I, I can't even get TNA. I, I, I mean, I'd love to watch TNA. I, I, I just can't get it. And I, I'm lucky if I can watch Raw, which I can't even watch Raw. Right now, I, I, I don't even have cable. I got some bullshit hook up that somebody hooked up at my house that gets me like, um, like 14 channels. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have you. And USA is not one of them. So I came downstairs and was standing out on the porch with my hand over, you know what I mean, with aluminum foil attached to my finger. <laughs> like, I'm trying to find fucking USA. Well, if you and have. You, you had to download the app. You're fucking kidding me, dude. <laughs> really? I have to download the app just to watch USA. And then when I downloaded it, fucking Raw wasn't even on it. How do you watch this fucking show? <laughs> How do you watch it? Well, I watch. watch it on Hulu. I, I, yeah, I, I watch it on Hulu the day after and fast forward through it. And usually, I, I don't even. I watch Dynamite. I watch Dynamite on a pirated website. I don't even watch that live. Dude, I ain't seen AEW in fucking three, four weeks. Like, at least now. I haven't seen it. Because I can't find it. It's the same thing that you said, Nate. I'm, I'll, I'll pirate it. Pirate it from who? Do you have a computer? I, I don't fucking know anybody. Do you have a computer or are you, on, are you watching on your phone? I do everything on my phone. No oh, shit. Yeah, that the site the website that I use won't work right on a telephone on a telephone <laughs> on a telephone on a cell phone. <laughs> Fucking older you. <laughs> won't work on a rotary dial. You sound like a Tony Atlas on a cell phone. <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> well, all right, back to ECW from 30 years ago. January 9th, 1995. The show opens with a five-minute video showing us pretty much the entire history of Raven and Tommy Dreamer so far. We've already reviewed all that, so we'll move on. We get to Fonzie. Well, um, the one thing I did, watching this, the one thing I did forget about was the unnecessary chair shot. 
that fucking Stevie gave Tommy when Raven was breaking his, like, quote-unquote breaking his fingers, like, working it or whatever. Like, Raven has him down, and he's breaking Tommy's fingers, and and Stevie just cracks him right in the fucking side with the chair. Like, it, it might sound dumb, but I was like, oh, my goodness. If it was real, it was like, that was completely unnecessary. <laughs> no, chair shots are meant to be chair shots. Fuck everybody that don't. Now that's the whole entire, you know, CTE thing or whatever. Don't get in the fucking business. Don't get in the fucking business if you can't take a chair shot to the head. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying just like in, in the story of it, like Raven already had him down and Stevie just like his character is like, ah, I'll just crack him with the chair. It's like it was unnecessary. Like it was just a dick move. Like even Raven, like the character Raven, probably been like, dude, that was a cool. Should have done that. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. It's still a recap. Yes, yeah, so we have a recap on the show of recap, a recapping. Um, <laughs> the uh, the first match that we see, we we see Fonzie in the ring with a promo, um, and the match is going to be Taz versus this gentleman Nakagawa, apparently from FMW. Anybody know his story, Chad? Do you know anything about this dude? Nope. All I, mean, I, all I know is that Paul introduced everybody to the, the, the newest people that, like, um, it's it's fucking Victor Quiones. His doing. And it, it was all his doing. And he's like, yeah, I want, I want and, you know, that's, that's where you got Sumo Nugawa and, uh, like, four other guys that, ACW used like like for that shit and and, and then when I was watching that I was like dude they just brought a mental task and just kill him. I put like literally right here on my notes it says imagine flying all the way to the states for this. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, we're gonna send you to America and you're gonna have an excursion and you're gonna learn a lot of stuff. And then he gets there and this fucking traffic cones like brother, <laughs> you ain't doing shit today. Well, that that's the way that it was. Um, I, I mean, do any of you guys know Victor Kiones? I know who he is. I mean, I don't know him personally, but like, I know. Who well, yeah, he, he would. He would be. He he was usually the liaison, where he would send guys over to the states to get work. I'm not a hundred percent sure that he was the guy that sent these guys there. You know, the Japanese guys. I mean. And the weeks going forward, we're going to see more of these guys that are there, you know, because they're they're taped shows, mm-hmm. you know, Sumo Nugawa, you know, we're going to see all these guys. But yeah, I mean, there was a liaison between ECW and IWA, and that was Victor Quiones. He was Gorilla Mon- boys, He was Gorilla Monsoon's son, right? I don't know. He likes little boys. I can tell you. Put that on the that's that is the story. It was that he was uh Gorilla Monsoon's illegitimate Puerto Rican son or whatever. Maybe we'll find out the truth when uh Brian Solomon's book comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, keep listening to fucking Jim Cornette then. Why why are you putting him over? <laughs> I'll figure this shit out because I, I know Victor. He's a fucking creep, so 
he's a creep, and I knew it from day oh, one. He's dead, isn't he? What's that? Dead. I think he's dead. Him and Rover Hawk? Yeah, they're both dead. All right, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Then I can say whatever I want. <laughs> he ain't gonna sue us. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like me and my buddy, the Burr Watcher, like, um, the last time we hung out with them guys, and we both realized that he was a creep. Like, there's something going on. You know what I mean? Not, not that we had our finger on it, but we knew something was going on. You didn't have your finger on it, but he had his finger in it. That's funny. And yes, uh, Victor Canones croaked in 2006. So, good lord, he lasted that long. He died at 46, and he looked 66. So that tells he you always he always looked 66. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Victor. Fuck him, dude. Goodbye, buddy. You and the Road Warriors. That, <laughs> and the Rock and Rebel. I do think it's funny at the beginning of this match, Font, like uh, they cut to it and Font's yelling. And he's like, I've been to New York. Everybody knows who I am. I don't need an introduction. And then uh, fucking Joel's like, the manager, Bill Alfonso. <laughs> hey, his whole thing was, you don't need to introduce me. They knew who I am, Daddy. I don't need an introduction. <laughs> it's like the man then he introduces him anyway. <laughs> dude, Aaron, you'll love this. The fact that he said, Daddy, you know who I am, Daddy. <laughs> like he's totally just shitting a bit, like shitting it off, like, yeah, fuck you. And you know who I am, Daddy. And Daddy. Uh, I was laying in bed, and I just chuckled when he said that. Like you know, because when when you when you go out and riff on the microphone, it's not the easiest thing to do. And Fonzie was so great at it, but he was like, "You don't know who I am, Daddy." And that that just maybe I I sat up out of bed and, and laughed, and whoever the fuck the girl was I'm staying with, just you know, she was like, "What's wrong?" I said, "No, Fonzie just said, you know who I am, Daddy." <laughs> but yeah, this Taz and Nakagawa match is pretty much just a squash match for Taz. He beats this guy up. And like I said, poor guy flew all the way from Japan just to, to do this. But uh, hopefully he at least got paid. Well, uh, he probably did. He probably did. Um but it honestly did make Taz look really good, like taking all those drop kicks and clotheslines and shit, and him just not budging. It, it, it did its job for what it was. It, would you sober that it, guy? I would sober no. that guy. No, Taz knew exactly what he. Taz knew exactly what he was doing. And of course, that, that, I, I would. I would. I would have not have sold for that guy, like at the very beginning. <laughs> Taz yeah. was like, he's not Naka gonna come back. Yeah. So he I looks like a, he looks like a, it looks like a he looks like a melting candle. I'm not selling for him. He's a Naka like, gonna he's come like, back. He's like he's like Pete Dunn with slanty eyes. <laughs> That's all he was. <laughs> slanty eyed Pete Dunn. 
and he's standing out there, and Thaz is coming out. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear fucking War Machine, and then I get the WWE's version of War Machine. It's like, dude, I don't give a fuck what version of music he played. That guy's getting fucked up. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. And it played like two and a half minutes. You know, because Taz went out there and he fucking he fucked that guy up when his little fucking his little gym suit. The WWE, the WWE uh, network versions of songs are like the versions of songs you hear in like a Chinese restaurant where they didn't want to have to pay for the rights to the real song. Like elevator music? <laughs> yeah, worse than that. Like <laughs> the thing is though, like I've watched um barely legal on the network and they because Taz didn't always use War Machine. He eventually used the Survive If I Let You version of it, and that's on the fucking barely legal fucking pay-per-view, but they still don't use it on this thing. It's, like, it's so fucking weird how they... I'm sure there's legal shit that we don't understand, but it's just fucking weird what they use and what they don't use. Like, one well, time... It's, I'll, fu- it's funny to me because if you listen to Taz's, Taz's theme song when he says Survive If I You... It sounds really like the Kiss song, you know, that he came out to. Because I know yeah, it's just a different version of War Machine, but it's like it's on. It's they use it on Barely Legal, but they don't fucking overlay it on this thing. They just overlay their yeah. shitty Garage Band version of War Machine. Like, or, or that's because David Giffen he fucking edited it out. He edited out the words, so all he had was the fucking like the instrumental. Like when Taz came out. That's why I was like, dude, it's still War Machine. It just doesn't have the words to it. You know, because that little fucking midget motherfucker ain't walking to the ring before you hear the words. And then he walks to the ring and he it, it all he did was just drop the words out. I know it has David Geffen. I know it has nothing to do with ECW, but then it is weird with the network. Like, wasn't wasn't don't go messing with a country boy, an actual like Jim Johnson WWF song. I think it was a Jimmy Hart song, honestly. Well, and okay. That they okay, so they don't they don't they over they overdub that on the network when Hillbilly Jim comes out, but they don't overdub the Rougeau's music and Jimmy Hart wrote that. Well, that that's how it works, man. Jimmy Hart weird. wrote everybody's music. It's just weird the decisions they make when they're when they're. I mean, isn't it, 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 isn't it pathetic how people can just own the copyrights the shit? Like, just throw shit out there, and someone go, "Yeah, I copyrighted it." And, and that's now. probably Nate. That might be what it is. It might be that Jimmy Hart wrote "Don't Go Messing with a Country Boy," and maybe at some point it didn't get signed over to them, but. American boys did, and Vince fucking talked about it. It was like, it, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. just weird. It's kind of like, um, um, it might, this might be out of left field, but like Piper talked about it in the book. The reason they always wanted to call Roddy Hot Rod was because Vince didn't own Roddy Roddy Piper, but he owned the rights to the Hot Rod name. So that's Makes why sense. Hot, hot rod. 
You know, like Piper hated Hot Rod because he didn't fucking own it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just shit like that. But Taz does win this match with a Taz mission. And then after I, that, I, I, I loved, I love that Taz mission, dude. I'm not even 100 sure it works, <laughs> but, but as, as long as it as long as it, it looks, looks like good. it works. It it looks like it does. I, I'll I'll take that all day long. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up trying to put fucking what's her face in the tag mission tonight. Then we get a promo from the gangsters with New Jack just talking like about a, how they're back. What were they in a root cellar? <laughs> I I put down a, a court. It looks like they're in it's like a stairwell, like a corridor. I'm sure then they're, they're in the arena somewhere. No, it's a studio. That's where the studio is. It's about fucking, I don't know, it's, it's almost about 70 miles like west of Philadelphia. I, I did it I did it a, a ton of times. Yeah. And it's it's nothing. And it, it's in near, uh, once you see the sign saying Plymouth, then you're never getting close. And then you gotta take an exit to get off of there. Yeah, I've been there a bunch of times. Like I, I, I've had the bicycle tapes for Paul before, and, and I, I, and I wasn't even sure why I was doing it because I'm like, these aren't even our affiliates. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're not, even, we're not even on this channel. Why are we? Are you telling me to take a tape to um in, in Baltimore? Like WNUV. We don't show it. They don't show, you know? Like, no. Yeah, I Was he hoping that they would need some, a little bit of programming one night so they might throw his tape in? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, there there was probably one out of ten that probably did. Just threw it up there, you know? It probably one out of ten. They probably just threw it up there and said, what the fuck do we give a fuck? You can get this or you can get a fucking Floby. <laughs> I was going to say, it'd be during one of those hours in the TV guide where you look and it just said paid programming. <sighs> After that, we see footage of the Eliminators versus the Pitbulls. And of course, that match looked like it was good. Those two, always, those two teams always had good matches against each other, though. No, they weren't. They weren't good. They were sloppy good. That's why I was. That's why I wrote down. I, I guess I should say. I, I guess I should say entertaining for me to watch. Anyway, I liked watching them wrestle each other. Yeah, I mean, so, so do I. I, I mean, but they were always still sloppy. But that's what a fight's supposed to be, you know. You know, I mean, I it it never really bothered me that that it was that sloppy. I mean like dude, these guys are just fucking falling all over each other. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. but there's a chain there, there's you know, there's a bunch of accoutrements. And they're still falling all over each other and shit. And I thought it I thought it was a great match. I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be one of those guys. I'm not because we were just complaining about them earlier. People you can watch what you want to watch and like what you want to like. But I agree with you, Chad. A fight should look like a fight. That's why a lot of times the, as they call it, flippy shit, the 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 shit that looks so choreographed, doesn't work for me. 
And again, if somebody likes that, that's cool. If that's what you like, that's what you like. That's fine. But yeah, for and, me, and oh, sorry, I know what I was we, saying we for me, about... I'd rather a fight look like a fight, like Chad just said. We've asked Chad about Anthony a lot, and and he's talked about him. Um, was Perry Saturn as badass as I think he was? Uh, oof, that's a tough one. If you don't know, it's fine, but to me, he seems like he was just a badass son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't pick a fight with him. <laughs> yeah, he, he's. I, I'm. I'm not even gonna say he's in the top five, top twelve, top ten, whatever it is. Uh, nah, I probably wouldn't fuck with him. I I have a I I'd probably have much better success fucking with Saturn because because you know Perry was like you know like that painting in Goodfellas you got one dog going the other way and the other guy's going what the fuck you want from me yeah he yeah, Saturn was always aloof you know is he still alive Saturn yeah Saturn's still alive. All right, well, fuck him. Like, I'm not saying he was probably as badass as Anthony, but it's just, to me, Perry Saturn just seemed like he was a badass fucking human being. It's like, I don't know why. Fuck he yeah, he was. <laughs> like, how many people can you hear about got fucking shot in the head and fucking still fought? Dude, in the wrestling business... I got I got tired of hearing about everybody's backstories, you know, about what they used to do. And, and, and how'd you end up here? I don't have this story. I like pro wrestling, and and I trained to be a pro wrestler. And like I I I was actually good friends with Anthony. He just got he he just got he just got caught up in the in the wrong crowd, man. Because I told you guys on the show a million times, probably that I used to be one of his mules, hmm. and dude, I, I can't do this anymore. I, you know, this ain't my fucking my business. You know, hey, I I need you to take this over to here. Dude, I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm in Philadelphia. I live in Baltimore. You know, I don't know where this yeah. is. I don't know my way around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you want from me? <laughs> All right. After the uh, after the Eliminators and Pitbulls footage, we get Lance Wright with Hype Central, and then we go into a match between. Yeah, it's El Puerto Ricano. Against the man that was once Mantar in the WWF, Bruiser Mastino. Bruiser Mantar. <laughs> I wrote Bruiser down Bruiser Mastino. Mantar. No, his name is Bruiser Mantar. That's what I'm calling him. It's the Puerto Rican versus Bruiser Mantar. <laughs> Poor El uh, uh, Puerto Ricano. Can you imagine you if I would have been there? Did you guys notice when Bruiser Mantar ripped off his pants, everybody in the crowd laughed? <laughs> no, I didn't. But it's breakaway. Everybody. 
Like Joel Gertner was like, ladies and gentlemen, bruiser mantar. And then he was like wearing long pants. And then he tried to rip them off like DiBiase pants. And when he ripped them, like I think he was like standing on the heel of it or whatever. And they didn't rip off properly. And, and But then when he did rip them off, his big ass was out. And everybody was just like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, bruiser, bruiser mantar is dead. Like he is Bruiser not gonna make it. He's not gonna make it from the match with the Puerto Rican, which is actually the name. Like his El Puerto Ricano or whatever. It's just the Puerto Rican translated. So it's the, the Dude, Puerto don't, Rican. Don't hate, don't hate on El Puerto Ricano. I'm not. I'm just saying his name is the Puerto Rican versus they presented the Puerto Rican versus Bruiser Mantar at the ECW arena. And this dude had on the back of his tights, BM. It's like, you are BM. <laughs> you are a bowel movement. I know, right? What's he, a bathroom attendant? Don't put BM on the back of your tights, you fat fucking piece of shit. You are a BM. <laughs> Don't God put damn. a BM on the back of your trunks. Yeah, you're right, man. Uh, yeah. Bit of trivia. Bruiser Mestino is relate was was related to PN News. Did you know that? Oh, go figure. I thought he was PN News. <laughs> I, I actually really didn't. It, it, it's not PN News. I thought it was PN News. I said, I, I love the stuff he did with Audubon's. Trivia really? fact, their uncles are the McGuire twins. Yeah. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. I, I really thought he was Bruiser. He was the same guy. I knew. No shit. All right, well, you just, you just, you know. I think at some point down the line, a couple of years from now or something, we're actually going to see PN News in ECW. Doesn't he show up in ECW at one point? It probably the WWE version of ECW. I, I think he shows not. up in the real. He shows up in the real ECW. What? The, what, what do you mean real ECW? PN News. He shows up in the actual ECW, and I think he tries to. I think he tries to play him off, himself off as the son of Bruiser Mantar. Nah, dude. Unless you're Don Callis, you're not going to get over as a heel. El hijo de Mantar. All right, so the son of Mantar. <laughs> this <laughs> this match again. It's Bruiser Mastino, who you can show a movie on his back. Jesus, um, against El Puerto Ricano, and. The crowd is all over this fucking guy the whole time. We got Mantar sucks chance. We got the crowd mooing. We got the crowd laughing at him. It was a big mistake for this guy to walk into the EC. It wasn't even the ECW arena. It was a New York arena. But they chanted "All you can eat" at him. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even know how you could even chant that. All you can eat. Somebody He's, had to yell all you like, first. All you can eat. All you can eat. That's how they chanted it. 
Yeah, that's 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 incredulous. It's, like, it's, I think it's, if he wouldn't have been, I think if he wouldn't have been Mantar, he might have stood a chance. If he wouldn't have, read, he also, he if he would have, he, he has a he has a he has a look. You know if he I mean? would have like, wrestled, if he, it would have also helped had he wrestled in a suit or something like that instead of those trunks. Yeah, like, it wasn't ripped, the minute he ripped those pants off, it was done. <laughs> Well, that's that, that what sucked, dude. He ripped the pants off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why are you doing this? It's like you're built like a traffic cone. What are you fucking doing? <laughs> you're like 380 pounds. And you're ripping off your traffic pants. You look like a, you look like a gigantic aspirin in there. <laughs> no wonder he was so late for the shows because they had to fucking do the traffic monitor. You know, the traffic person. <laughs> they introduced him at like 375 pounds, and then he ripped his pants off, and Joey was like, oh, no, he's 450. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> slob. <laughs> what a fucking slob. Uh, all right. Sure I think actually... God damn. Think- I think actually we've talked about the match for longer than it was. No, it was, it was too long. You're right. It was too long. Um, Bruiser if, you're try- if, you're try- if you're trying to make this guy a monster and put him over like a monster, maybe you don't have Puerto Ricano go so long with him. That's one of the problems. Know. That's actually one of the problems I find in some of this early ECW stuff. Some of the times when they're trying to build some of the times, sometimes when they're trying to build somebody up as a monster or a threat, they, they give their opponent too long in the ring, too much offense. Like I said, well, I, mean, and- it, I mean, it, it goes back to the old, the old adage that if I just beat you up and didn't get any offense, then who did I beat up? Like, it don't make you any more gravel. I just go out there like, like, like Don Morocco. He punched the guy and left Mario Mancini laying on the fucking floor for like five, you know, five minutes. But if I didn't beat anybody, I can't make myself to be anybody. Hmm. Well, it makes sense of something like that. But this is fucking Bruiser Mantar and the Puerto Rican. It's like, just fucking end it. Nobody cares about these guys. Well, I don't book Puerto Rico. This. <laughs> <laughs> this match was a means to an end because what this match really did was it got us on one of our crazy ECW segments where everybody fucking comes to the ring. Um, nine one one. I loved all this. Nine one one comes out to. Uh... No, you're you're missing the good spots where everybody just rolled out. Anybody back in the locker room, just roll. Throw them out there. And all of a sudden, you hit 911's music. And it was what? There was probably uh, two people, because I wasn't there. There was probably two people that were like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because they knew they were getting it. But there was like 14 people in the fucking ring. <laughs> and it kind what of powders it? out. It kind of powders out to be nine one one staring down Taz. 
Bruiser a brother. Bruiser Mantar got choke slam like three times. That's what he was there for. <laughs> it was it cracked me up too when him and Taz were like I um staring at each other. Bruiser Bruiser Mantar hit nine one one like three times in the back and nine one one didn't even fucking sell it. He just like looked at him like, what the fuck are you doing? We're back. Fuck nylon. Is he alive? Oh yeah. no. Oh, is he? Yeah, he I is. Thought he, I thought he was dead. I, I actually thought he I thought he was dead. Yeah, I keep is. up on this shit. You guys always think people are dead, so I Google them. Oh, well, they all die. And then I keep up. But 911's still alive. He has like six kids. So? And keep him alive. He's got something to live for, I guess. Yeah, fuck him. Roddy Piper had a bunch of kids, and he's dead. <laughs> yeah, fuck Roddy Piper. I know, but I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, I don't want to alive. I'm not writing or writing fiction. He's alive. What the fuck? Fonzie and Todd Gordon have another little brawl out here, and of course Taz, and then the crowd, the uh, the guys Dude, in the how arena. Great, how great was Todd in the brawl? I, I, I loved it because Todd had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> Not a clue. No, but that's what you want, right? Yeah, I mean Todd Gordon isn't shouldn't look like he knows how to work. He's not a worker. Oh, dude, I, I loved it. I thought it was so fucking great when I saw him. As soon as he threw a punch on Fonzie, and I was like, oh, my God. His and I did, like, so I, I did like in all the chaos, you know, with all the other wrestlers out there and stuff, one thing I noted was as Fonzie's kind of getting whipped, getting his ass whooped by Todd Gordon, he, he grabs a hold of Taz and then they fucking book it. I like I like that out of Ta Fonzie's character too. Like I'm getting my ass kicked in all the chaos. Let's get out of here. Nobody'll notice that we've chicken shitted out of here. No, I didn't notice that. But it, it, it's a great observation, huh? And then to end Todd's this, the end oh sorry. Todd's book is just good. Really, hold on, just really quick, just to end the segment. JT eats a choke slam. JT Smith eats a choke slam to end the segment. Go ahead, Aaron. Um, talking about Todd's book, like I said, it's really good. And he was talking about, um, there was a whole, obviously a whole chapter on Terry Funk. And I was going to bring this up because I don't know if, um, Chad ever heard about it, but, um, Todd said Terry Funk was talking to some younger guy in the locker room and the guy was like talking about his neck and Terry Funk was like oh you know you can't um, you can't ignore neck injuries those are, those are really bad um, get, make, make, don't, don't ignore it make sure you get it taken care of and the guy was like um he was like, Terry, I can't afford to like get that. I can't afford to go to the doctor and get surgery and all that. And Terry told him to do the rental car gimmick. Which is? And, 
apparently what the guy was, I don't know what the rental car gimmick is. And Terry was like, well, you, you get a rental car and you pay the premium, like full collision and all that. And then you just rent the car and you get in it and you just drive right into a pole or a tree and just wreck the shit out of it. You drive right to a pole or a tree. You just run right into a pole or a tree. And then you go, oh, my neck. You go and get Sherry Martell. You travel with her. And somehow your car will be fucked up. And she'll go, I don't know that. She's dead too, right? Yeah, Sherry's dead. Unfortunately, yes. Well, I, I, I'm running out of fucking wrestlers that are not even dead. Yeah, that was the that was the Terry Funk healthcare plan. It's like just wreck a car, get full coverage, wreck the car, and then be like, oh, I got fucked up in the accident, and they pay for it. Dude, I, 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 I had a friend request from Holy Race, and I said, I'm not doing this because what? Five months from now, you're dead. Nine months from now, you're dead. I, I can't do that. Fuck you. The next segment on this ECW show, we have Stevie Richards, the Blue Meanie, and the Dudleys out in the ring. Meanie dances, and then Bubba comes out, and Bubba dances, and then Bubba slaps Meanie. But Meanie and Bubba have a little dance-off to entertain the crowd. And I still think it's great that the no matter where they're at, the crowd's like, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> I love the Bubba chant. <laughs> go, Bubba, dude. go, Bubba, go. So, so do I, dude. I mean, I mean, me and Bully, me, me and Mark, are, we're, we're friends. Well, actually, we're pretty, we're, we're pretty good friends. Yeah, and and we always talk about that. He's like, yeah, you know. The stuttering thing wasn't my thing. Yeah, I know. But it was what it was. You know what I mean? It was what it was. And it was over. And that's what matters. That that's what we, that's what we you know, ultimately, yeah, I guess you can say that that's what it ultimately meant. And it was over. Mm -hmm. It endeared like, him to the crowd. And it, if he would have I don't want to say it like if he would have just went in right away and just been that asshole heel Bubba Dudley he probably would have got a year or two out of it but him endearing himself to that crowd and and building that with him it helped his career in my opinion well I mean where where would he be if he wouldn't have been a fucking Dudley his gimmicks prior not having he worked for Saudi seriously Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, no. That, that's what he did. Oh my god, my fucking ribs hurt. The uh the main event match of this show is Raven and Tommy Dreamer. Once again, Raven and Tommy Dreamer. Um 
Before the match starts, Stevie Richards and Blue Meanie come to the ring. Richards informs the crowd that Raven broke his leg last night, which, of course, Joey calls bullshit on. So he says Tommy's going to face the Blue Meanie. Tommy beats Blue Meanie in like six seconds with a jumping power bomb. Then for shits and giggles, he beats Stevie Richards. And then Meanie comes out and they start, or Raven comes out, I'm sorry, and they start their match. And uh, I put, this is a Raven and, and Raven and Dreamer with a bunch of, as we called them last week, shenanigans. It's a walking brawl. It's a Memphis walking brawl. That's all it is. Well, good good thing you think a whole lot about it, Aaron. <laughs> good thing. Yeah. It, it's a walking brawl. That's all it was. Yeah. It, it's still a walking brawl, but at the end of the day, what happened? Tommy lost. Yes, he did. Raven always beating Tommy Dreamer. But no, this match, I mean, it was fine. It was, um, it was, it, it also wasn't, oh, excuse me, it was meant to be more of a match to bridge and, and keep the storyline going as opposed to a match to end everything. So, and of course, again, since this match was recorded before what we watched last week, during this match, we still don't have the reveal of Beulah now being with Tommy either. During this match, she's still with uh, with Raven. She actually, That's what I'm I saying. Don't know. Like, like, I thought this match would have been cool, but like watching it, I'm just like, you guys are pretending like we what we just didn't watch didn't fucking happen. It's stupid. In their defense, in their I defense, agree. I think in their defense, I think House Party air, air, happened like two days before the show aired, so they're probably thinking, I don't know, I don't know what they were thinking, like. <laughs> Maybe the majority of people don't know what happened at House Party yet because we haven't told them. Well, all of the people in the fucking crowd watching it watched the House Party because they were all at the fucking House Party. And that's who's watching your fucking show on TV. But don't get mad at me right. about it. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying. It's Aaron's all fucking fired up, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like at the beginning of the show, Styles should have said what you guys are going to see was filmed before House Party, but he didn't do that. They didn't have him say that. They tried to present this and it was fucking now. And it was. Go ahead. Come on, Aaron. But yeah, the, 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 ra the Raven, the Raven. That's what Rod Trodgard would have called him. The Raven. Here in the ECW arena. Anyway, um, Raven hits a DDT on the chair to pin Tommy Dreamer and to continue their feud. And then we wrap up this episode of ECW with um, a Pulp Fiction with not a lot in it. I mean, there's uh, Taz talking about 911, uh, the second part of the Gangsta's promo. JT is JT Smith is practicing his Italian, trying to act like Frank Sinatra. We get an out of nowhere appearance from Damian Kane. And then we get then then we get Blue Meanie and Stevie cutting their promo. And then Shane Douglas shows up and to end the show. Joey's like, 
Was that Shane Douglas? What's he doing here? That's why fucking idiot. That's why he didn't see JT's man. She didn't say, I, 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 I should say, there's fucking sneakers on the sound. The milk's like two ninety nine. It won't work. <laughs> well, that being said, overall, I didn't even get. I didn't actually really give this episode a grade because it's in the long run because it's past tense. It really doesn't matter. So I didn't even. I didn't even really grade it. It was just there. I still gave it a B plus. Come on, man. Aaron, what about you? I give it a D. Good job, man. For dumb. <laughs> it's like, don't... It just took me out of it with them trying to, like, not talk about shit that happened before the fucking show happened. Like, the whole Raven... They were trying to present the Raven-Tommy match as being, like, a thing that's just is happening now. And then Shane shows up and Joey's like surprised that Shane's there. It's like, well, he was just fucking there. It it, it, it just it was it was bad placing in my opinion. Wow. What what do you those piece, Nate? We will see where next week takes us. In ECW, as we continue reliving the extreme, I want to thank everybody for joining us this week. But where can you follow me at? You can follow Chad. You don't even know where you're at. <laughs> follow you. <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty funny. No, I don't. <laughs> but on, on the internet, they know where I'm at. Yes, you can find Chad on the Facebook. And I believe you're still on Twitter, aren't you? Yeah. And uh, you can also find us at patreon.com backslash reliving the extreme. And you can check out the WNR podcast network on YouTube now. I have like the five most recent episodes of this show up on YouTube. If you would like to listen to them on YouTube, you can do that as well. So, again, like I said, patreon.com backslash reliving the extreme. Find the WNR podcast network on Facebook or on the YouTube. And uh, for Chad, for Aaron, we want to thank you for listening. We'll see everybody next week as we continue reliving the extreme. Have a great week, everybody.